G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. You might recall last year there was some fanfare and celebration around the New South Wales Parliament passing what's known as Zoe's Law. Under Zoe's Law, offenders whose criminal acts caused the loss of an unborn child now face longer sentences, and up until then the loss of an unborn baby was not considered different to the harm of the pregnant mother. And now there is a debate about Zoe's Law in Queensland. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia, Queensland State Director, been following those developments. Andrew, a special welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil, and good morning to your listeners. Andrew, let's start because people might say, why are we talking about this? There's a biblical foundation for protecting children in the womb. Where do we start here so far as God's word, so far as his revelation? Well, the first time we get any kind of reference to a child in the womb, that is how we deal with the child in the womb, is just after the Ten Commandments. The the Ten Commandments we find, Neil, are in Exodus 20, and they're all in there. And then Exodus 21, 22, and 23 are what some people have called the case laws, which means they're practical applications of the Ten Commandments so that we as as people can understand how the Ten Commandments apply to everyday life. So in the next chapter after the Ten Commandments, which is Exodus 21, we find this reference in verse 22. If men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely, yet there is no injury, he shall surely be fined as the woman's husband may demand of him. And he shall pay as the judges decide. Now, clearly, Neil, this is not a case where the child dies. It's simply a case where the child is born prematurely because of the actions of a third of a third party. So, yeah, he this the third party person is responsible for what has taken place, and the the, the Bible plainly says. If there's no injury, he shall surely be fined as a woman's husband may demand of him. So you have this reference here which suggests to us that the child in the womb obviously is a person. That's the first thing. And secondly, that that people are responsible for how that child in the womb is treated and they are going to be responsible financially if any harm has been done to the child. So that's our first reference in terms of the practicalities of this or of the the responsibility of the person outside. That's really so, significant, Andrew. And uh, to talk about even a practical illustration that comes and grows out of the Ten Commandments, that is really powerful as a foundation. 
We might come back to some of those biblical foundations, but let's get a focus on what happened in New South Wales. It was a 12-year wait, uh, but Zoe's law was finally passed last year. What actually, how do you describe what's happened there? Well, it's a very positive outcome in terms of, a, from a pro-life perspective. Brodie Donegan was eight months pregnant in 2009 when she was a passenger in a car struck by another vehicle. And so the child in her womb, who they had already named Zoe, was killed. Now, what was also a factor in, the, in that matter was that the driver of the other vehicle was, was on alcohol. He, he drunk too much. He was, he was not in proper control of his vehicle. So that was most unfortunate. Now, at the time, the law in New South Wales provided no protection in law to children in the womb. But that's now changed with the passing of Zoe's law, as you were saying, just last year. Now, and that's a, a great benefit to to folks in New South Wales. Unfortunately, at the moment in Queensland, that factor has not been brought up to date in terms of our legislation so that a child in the womb in, in Queensland has no protection in law from from criminal activity. So we haven't really taken any note of Exodus 21 and its stipulations so far as children in the, in the womb are concerned. And this is important because uh, from time to time these cases arise. Uh, I don't have the detail in front of me. Just recently, though, there was uh, the issue of a mother who was killed in a car accident, I think hit by a car, and and she was pregnant. And so under that circumstance, that child uh, didn't have any sort of protection either uh, because of a Zoe's law or what you might call a similar law in Queensland. But why is there a reluctance, do you think, in Queensland uh, to pursue having a Zoe's law? Well, we have to bear in, in mind that we have a, a, a Labor state government and most Labor governments tend historically, well, certainly in the last couple of decades, to be pro-abortion. So they view very sceptically or suspiciously any action or any pressure to, to protect children in the womb from criminal activity. They see that as a backdoor means of preventing abortion. And so that's where we've had this contention on the one hand, the, the Premier acknowledges that it's been most unfortunate when children in the womb have perished through some kind of criminal activity, yet there has been this unwillingness. Now, fortunately, just this week, I, I noticed that in the Parliament, what, there was a LMP backbencher who had brought this to the notice of the Parliament, how things have been panning out in Queensland and it just so happens of course that it was one of it was a family from his locality that had lost a child in one of these circumstances once again car accident, mother's in the car she's pregnant with the child and a person comes through the, the roundabout at high speed he's been drinking heavily we have an accident, the child in the womb dies. So it seems as if the our labour Party government in Queensland is trying to retain the opportunity for women to abort their children 
yet at the same time protect children in the womb. Now, that's probably impossible to ensure, but that's where we're at at the moment. And in the state of Queensland, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but abortion is allowed under the conditions of a number of doctors signing off on it right up until birth. Uh, that's the case. So we are talking about babies in the womb right through to uh, right up to that nine months ready for birth. Well, we are, as you say. They they have this thing of what, what the, what the uh, Labor Party calls the the woman's reproductive rights. Now that's a kind of a labour code term for abortion on demand. So that's where they're at now. In a little while in our conversation, I'll, I'll give listeners a name and a phone number that they may want to ring on this matter, because the premier has indicated that the attorney general is seeking to get or to gauge public opinion on this uh, our listeners are members of the general public they are as good as anybody else when it comes to I'm sure to to ex- expressing their opinion to our Labor Party Attorney General whose name I will give at the moment Shannon Fentiman F-E-N-T-I-M-A-N so, yeah, so that's where we're at so there is this it seems as if the Labor Party is, is stuck on a fence trying to resolve this matter. Do we preserve children in the womb? Well, that sounds like a good idea. But then how do we grant what they classify as a women's reproductive rights? How do they do that? Well, that's, that's a fairly challenging task for the Attorney-General to, to, to pursue. But she's the Attorney-General. She has a job to do. And meanwhile, every child in the womb is neglected in Queensland. Now, we mentioned that there is a Zoe's Law in New South Wales. It was a long process, something like 12 years. Do you know anything about the other states around Australia, whether they have similar Zoe's Laws to New South Wales? Any thoughts here, Andrew? So far as I'm aware, it it may actually be the case, Neil, that Zoe's Law has set an Australian precedent... They actually don't know about that. Uh, it's it's a very important uh, piece of legislation. What it does, and of course the the government in in Queensland knows about this. And if they want to, they've only got to send a message to someone down over the border in New South Wales and say, "Can you just send us that document, please?" And what you do with Zoe's law, and, and we can photocopy that and just use it here in Queensland. <laughs> now that might I'm, I'm now I'm I'm speaking facetiously, of course, but but that that would not be hard to do. It, yes, it took a number of years for the for the New South Wales government to to come to terms with that and pass legislation. That's what they've done and good on them. So what I'm also taking some encouragement from is that our local LNP state uh, leader of the opposition, David Christofulli, has recently said, no loss of life should ever happen or be in vain. The laws must be changed. So he is indicating, as far as he's concerned, that he would like to see the laws changed. The the Premier has acknowledged the law needs to be changed and she is expecting bipartisan support in that, as she expressed in the Parliament just a day or two ago. 
So that's looking good. That's looking optimistic. But, of course, it all comes down to the detail of how the, the, the piece of legislation is worded so that it actually does protect the child in the womb. As you say, the law could easily be changed. Uh, take a photocopy of the law in New South Wales, apply it in Queensland, and uh, you could actually have a fairly quick uh, change of the law, uh, assuming that people on both sides agree. Uh, you mentioned the name of that uh, Labor Party minister in Queensland, Sharon Fentiman, uh, and uh, she's seeking opinions. Uh, you're saying that she'd be open to hear from even people listening to our conversation today because they are constituents and interested in the issues of the state of Queensland. So uh, so you, you're recommending people get in touch with her? Uh, you mentioned phoning her, but uh, there must be all sorts of ways you can send an email. Is there a way that Family Voice has uh, an ability to make sure that listeners and uh, and your own followers have they access to that uh, that email detail well i, I can say that I, I'll, I'll just point out that the lady's name is a shannon s-h-a-n-n-o-n fentiman f-e-n-t-i-m-a-n and so she's the attorney general i haven't got with me the email address but i do have the phone number i, I looked up the number just yesterday to check and, and she's welcome to to, or she's happy to, to, to take advice, as I said, or take encouragement, Neil, from from the Queensland constituents. So her number for those who would like to give her a call, and it's just a case of picking up the phone and ringing her, or ringing her office, I should say, is 3719-7400. It's 3719-7400, and of course 07 is the, is the prefix for those of us who are, of course, in Queensland. Yes, and uh, the qualifying factor there—that's the number for her uh, her uh, minister uh, as being the attorney general. That's her office number. That's not, that's not our personal Correct. phone number. So Shannon Fentiman, the attorney general in Queensland, and the number to call—and this is probably more specifically for Queensland residents—but there's an awful lot of listeners to our program today. Uh, spread right throughout Queensland from the far north uh, to the uh, southeast corner and the southwest corner. Uh, the encouragement there, that phone number, once again, if you're scrambling to find a pen to write that down, it's 07 3719 7400. So the sense of turning up the heat. Uh, in the nation, in the state of Queensland, uh, because they could be the next ones uh, moving towards a Zoe's law. It's important, isn't it, for a grassroots, uh, for a listenership to our conversation today to be a participant in these sorts of things. How do you see uh, just ordinary people, uh, perhaps sitting at home or behind the wheel right now, and uh, can do something active and and important for the state? What's your encouragement to people to actually call that number and uh, and courteously? Uh, put their their view forward. Well, this is the thing, Neil, and what we can do in a free and democratic country, which we still have, is is ring a number as simple as that and call the lady's office and simply express politely and firmly our views and our suggestion that there be that she go ahead and pursue changes to the law so that effectively Zoe's law is implemented here in Queensland. And as I said, we said earlier that there have been two 
children who've lost their life in the last few years. One of them was called Sophie and one of them was called Miles. While they were still in their mother's womb, yet they lost their life and the law offered them no protection. So I would encourage listeners, if this is a matter that is important to you, and I think there's every reason why it could and should be important to our listeners, pick up the phone and give our dear Attorney-General, who we respect, and in her position as Attorney-General, give her a call and politely and firmly express your encouragements to her in the matter at hand. Well, if every listener in Queensland uh, took a few moments today to make a telephone call uh, just to go through to the Attorney-General's office, no doubt uh, that will keep someone busy answering the phone. So uh, Shannon Fentiman is the Attorney-General in Queensland. The phone number 0737197400 and a push, a grassroots uh, call for the government in Queensland to do something like a Zoe's Law in Queensland that might protect the unborn child. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia, Queensland State Director, and let me point people to Family Voice website, familyvoice.org.au. Andrew, thanks so much for sharing these insights with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.